Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the, the, the big benefits that I still experience now through uh, the breath is this uh, increase in energy and also knowing certain tools that I can turn to when I'm lacking in energy. You know, if it's an afternoon and I've been doing a lot of stuff in front of the computer or, or if, for example, I do two days uh, in the week, I do uh, a manual labor job. Uh, it's a, it, I call myself a gardener. I'm not really. I'm just somebody that lifts stones, digs poles and um, chops down bushes and things like that. But I love it for its physical nature. But it does mean that eight hours of doing that, I quite often need a shot of energy. So there'll be, there will be times, probably not when I'm handling a power tool, but there will be times when I just uh, you know, adopt a quick uh, squeezing of the mulabanda uh, and then inhale breath hold because i know it's going to give me some energy um you know or another te- uh, technique just to warm me up because you know if it's in minus temperatures and you know if i haven't been moving for the last hour or so because i've just been holding a hedge trimmer then you know I, I, there'll be certain techniques i can turn to just to warm me up so yeah the energetic has, uh, side of breath work has definitely been really beneficial The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My Seven Chakras, and now... Your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience deep states of bliss. In this episode, I'm collaborating with a breathwork instructor and friend, David Florence 
from the YouTube channel, The Evolution of Dave. Since the end of 2017 and following a wake-up call, Dave has researched and experimented with a variety of natural methods and practices that have upgraded his life in many ways. From breathwork to yoga, intermittent fasting to intermittent hypoxia, as well as new practices such as HIIPA, high-intensity incidental physical activity, and not forgetting cold therapy via the Wim Hof method. He loves experimenting with all these different practices to improve the quality of his life. And Dave, like me, is a Soma Breath Work instructor. And in this episode, our goal is to have some fun and take turns answering questions about our breathwork journey so far. And I hope this session is useful to you as well as you you learn about our lives, but also connect the dots in your own life and realize how breathwork can benefit you and your family. And by the way, we're doing another episode over on his channel, The Evolution of Dave. So make sure that you stick till the very end so that Dave can tell you where to go and watch that particular episode. So Dave, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. I'm excited. And actually, I'll tell you what, uh, just prior to this session, I was chatting to somebody in LA mm-hmm. who might well end up being a one-to-one client. And there's something wonderful about speaking to an enthusiastic American. I'm not saying you are, uh, Aditya, uh, although I think you're American, aren't you? Are you Canadian? I always forget. You're Canadian, actually. Sorry, I, I, I'm Bank confusing things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, the nice thing is just to be able to speak in using this kind of technology to somebody else that's as excited and enthusiastic as I am, <laughs> which which I have to say, breathwork is part of that, <laughs> part of my being alive and enthusiastic for life. Yeah, exactly. It's so fascinating that we take some of these things for granted. Like this morning before this call, I was on a men's group meeting and we were like 45 of us from different parts of the world, many of them in Europe, uh, Amsterdam, Italy, some in USA and me in Canada, but it was this sense of connection that we felt that was across borders, across the oceans. You know, us just coming together, a lot of people complain about social media and how it's encroached into our own private lives, right? But in a way, if we use it judicially and with our awareness and consciousness, then we can make the best out of uh, social media platforms like YouTube and Facebook, even this platform like Zoom. So, so exciting. Absolutely. It's about you taking control, really, isn't it? Um, I think for many people, with uh, there is a negative impact of social media and technology in particular, and that it is only negative when it takes control of you and your life. If you believe and understand that you have control over it, you you apply it in a disciplined approach, then you can use it for um, all the wonderful things that it brings. And, and yeah, very much in the way that we are right now, this ability that we can talk to each other live. I mean, I know it's pre-recorded, but you know, it's, it's a live chat. Yeah. I can see you, you can see me. We can engage in a flowing conversation. It's wonderful. Exactly. And it seems like our microphones are connected. You know, it's, it's coming yes, out I from know. the, yeah. out from the center. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, it won't be long, will it, before things like, I mean, well, maybe we're, maybe we're connecting via the quantum realm. Maybe oh, our right. mi- mi- microphones are connecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And what he said was very interesting, discipline and control. And that's what I was hoping to start our conversation today with, is discipline and control. Whenever we come across a new practice or a new technique or something that is seems fascinating and very therapeutic, uh, sometimes we tend to make mistakes. And I'm sure that you, as well as me, have made our own mistakes when we started our journey. So maybe we can spend a little bit of time talking about some of the mistakes that we uh, committed and then we learned from when we started. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, the problem with uh, breath work, and this is one of those positive negatives if you can have such a thing. When I started doing breath work, it was doing the pranayama based power breathing that comes with the Wim Hof method. And the problem with it is that it makes you feel damn good. So you get these highs. So one of the mistakes I made was that I went all in. I got far too excitable about it and did it too much. And I realized, luckily I figured it out for myself. I realized that I had to dial it down a bit because of course those significant increases in neurochemical flow, those heightened serotonin dopamine dumps that you get are all there for a reason. But like all good things in life, um, you quite often have to just temper them a bit and, <laughs> and make sure you're not doing them too much. So that was the first lesson I learned. Wonderful. How about you? Yeah, totally. I, you know, when you see it on, on YouTube and on TV, you see, especially the Wim Hof technique. And you yeah. want to give it your best shot, right? Because it is exciting. It's fascinating. And that for me also was one of my first mistakes is to try too hard, um, especially when I first came across these different techniques. Um, you know, when we try too hard, when we push beyond our comfort zone, I mean, pushing beyond your comfort zone is good, good, but not at the risk of uh, making you feel really uncomfortable when you're doing the breath, right? Uh, and that could lead to the wrong technique. And what I have learned and what has helped me on my journey is to really make the breath effortless and without much force. And as if your breath is breathing you rather than you consciously forcing the breath. Absolutely. Because at the end yeah. of the day, if it's pleasurable, you'll do it more often, right? Um, yeah, I think there is this, we, we spoke about discipline there, um, uh, a little bit ago. There is this, uh, focus around intention mm. that I think is really important. Yeah. The problem I suppose, again, is that, uh, with various breathwork practices that are, um, spread now amongst, uh, social media and, and YouTube, lots of big high profile people are doing it and promoting it. And that's all wonderful. It's bringing some incredible practices to people that will make a difference. Yeah. But you do need to apply a certain bit of discipline to them. If you've got underlying conditions, breathwork can exacerbate those problems. Hmm. Um, you know, you need to know what you're doing. And I think, again, this is, I suppose the problem, isn't it? That I've seen somebody do, um, uh, there's, there's quite, you get quite a few videos on YouTube, uh, I tried this for 30 days. Mm. And I think there's a real problem behind that because it's the wrong kind of intention. In other words, really all they're saying is I tried this breath work for 30 days so that I could make a video about it and tell you that I did this because it's, it's very trendy to do so. Mm -hmm. Whereas really when it comes to all of these practices, you know, I, I, as you know, I'm, it's not just breath work. I do a whole variety of practices. It's your intention behind them. That's really, really important. <clears throat> And the intention should be, I want to find a practice that will greatly help and enhance my health and psychology and physiology. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go in slowly. And this is one of the, the, the problems. Um, and you mentioned, you know, your mouth breathing there at the beginning. That was definitely what I did. There's nothing wrong with breath work using the mouth, um, but you have to do it in small doses. And primarily, if you're going to do it through the mouth, fine, just keep it short. There are certain practices out there, holotropic, where it's you know quite a long period of time through the mouth. I'm not too sure that's the best for you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially you know you read the likes uh, of the Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen or Breath by James Nestor. Um, you'll realize that the more we use our conch, our nose, the better. <laughs> Just for the transmission of oxygen into the bloodstream to get to the tissues, it's really important. Right. So, yes. Um, and I think the other thing I was going to mention, actually, around the mistakes is, is this whole... I, I, I don't know whether... You, you must get posed lots of questions through your channel um, and by your social media, and I do certainly on, on my YouTube channel, around people asking very specific questions, you know, as if this is a prescribed model that you must stick to it rigidly. Right. It is helpful to have some guide initially. Mm -hmm. But then you've got to find your own path. You've got to figure this out for yourself and, and um, tune into your body. The great thing about breathwork is that it opens a door, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure you are, Aditya, as well. It opens a doorway a pathway to your inner self, your inner physiology. <laughs> and you will get to the point, if you practice it right, where you can you can genuinely listen to the messages you're getting. Yep. Those are really important because they will tell you whether you're doing it too much or incorrectly. Yeah, very true. I do agree to that as well. I mean, the whole point of breath work is to go within and to start listening to your inner voice. And the more you do that, you'll realize what is meant for you and what is not. One of the examples that I get often is, should you, should you be seated while doing the breath work or should you be lying down? And that's such a subjective, personal thing, right? Uh, and the best way to do it is to try both. One time you sit in lotus posture. Sometimes you might sit with your feet on the ground. And sometimes you can just lie down, just ensuring that your back is straight and that you're able to breathe. Some people prefer lying down. Some people feel it's easier to breathe when they're seated, especially when they want to apply the neck lock and uh, you know hold their breath within doing the kumbhaka but it's such a personal experience right <laughs> totally i mean the only thing i would say is that um from a physiological uh, perspective obviously on your and as you say it's entirely up to you you figure it out for yourself and whatever's most comfortable but obviously on your back you are to a certain extent constricting your airways mm, yeah because of where your lungs are positioned um but i must admit when i've done it on the back it does feel good too so yeah, as you say mix it up and this is where the this is when it becomes really exciting. I was saying this to somebody else about half an hour ago. Mm -hmm. Once you've dialed in and understood certain techniques and you've been taught pro properly by somebody that's qualified, uh, you will get to the point where you want to experiment with it and get excited by experimenting because that's when you'll stick with it. The problem these days is that people try these different things. They they experience some of the benefits. They get some of the, the highs and they see some changes. Mm -hmm. But then they get bored because they're doing the same thing every day. Yeah. And and that's where you know you've got to start experimenting. Try different methods. Try mm -hmm. one method with another method. You know, just and that's when if you have fun with it, just like everything in life, you apply your childlike awe mindset to things. That's when you stick stick with it, and then it becomes a part of your life. And I think that's key to it, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And so I'll talk about the next mistake that I, you know, made. When I was young, there were some, you know, breathing classes in school, right? And they used to say, breathe in, breathe fully in. And I used to like breathe in and tuck my stomach. <laughs> then I realized, well, that is you're breathing in, but that's just breathing. Because you're not ensuring that the breath is going all the way down to your diaphragm and to your belly. And chest breathing, as we are finding out, is associated with the sympathetic nervous system. So when you breathe only to your chest, the tendency of you uh, keeping your body in a fight or flight state, increasing your cortisol levels, and sparking your blood pressure is higher as compared to imagining as if the air is going all the way down to your belly, to your diaphragm, in a way by which when you inhale, your belly will rise along with your chest and your shoulders. And when you do this correctly, you will notice within seconds that you feel much more relaxed, you feel much more at ease. And so the mistake that I made was chest breathing. But when you breathe in, you got to breathe all the way down till your belly. What about you? Totally, totally. And you know, the, the funny thing is, if you see somebody that's that's in a heightened anxious state a stressed yeah. state and and if obviously they move to a panic state um <clears throat> the first thing you'll notice is exactly that they're breathing from the chest and they're breathing in the mouth and they're hyperventilating <gasps> and you know and and it's no wonder <clears throat> when you see somebody in in that state you can see the the physiological uh uh the sorry sensomotoric the way that your body is moving and how incorrect it is when you see it in that heightened state um but yeah you're right if if you've got the wherewithal by the way and you're in a, a sort of slightly anxious state if you can remind yourself just to tap into the breath through the nose uh, you don't have to think about any technique you know because that could be overwhelming but just simply using your nose breathing slowly and just trying to focus on a cyclical breathing pattern even just four seconds in four seconds out or you might want to make it slightly longer on the exhale for that parasympathetic response and just slowing it down consciously slowing it down but only through the nose will absolutely calm you down won't it um mm. so yeah totally with you there got it and what would any other mistake that you can think about that you had experienced? No, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, the, the mouth breathing was definitely uh, one for me. And by the way, sure. um, uh, have you, I don't know, Aditya, whether you have got some microbial tape? Mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, for, for me, well, <laughs> I love it. We both got out our desk. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's how obsessive we are. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> for me, for me, that was a real um, game changer, life changer. Um, obviously, early on after reading Patrick McCune's book, The Oxygen Advantage, I realized I was absolutely a mouth breather at night. And so therefore taping my breath, sorry, taping my mouth up at night really made a big difference. And actually, one of the things that I noticed was uh, my dream state changed uh, mm. to the point where I was having much more pleasant dreams. They were longer. I was able to recollect them in the morning. Uh, which told me a lot, actually, you know, it, it meant that obviously I'm having more REM sleep, which mm -hmm. as we know is, um, is absolutely key to your health. Uh, and it, it meant that those dreams were obviously more parasympathetically led. Mm. Um, and it also, I think 
meant that by doing the breath work, if you imagine a dream state, of course, um, uh, from a scientific perspective, is, is thought of as a collection of moments that have occurred throughout the day and that we've collected. And if they're heightened stressful moments, we collect them in the stress bucket and it keeps building up. Mm-hmm. And luckily, the REM sleep helps to remove all those stressful moments. But it turns it into a narrative, and that's what your dream is. Mm. And so m- knowing that my dreams had changed and that I was able to recall them really told me a lot about not only the breathwork that I was doing in the day, but also the fact that I was able to enhance my sleep through taping my mouth up. Albeit yeah. looking a bit weird by, for my partner, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I've been taping my mouth at least for the last three months, ever since I came across um, the book Breath by James Nestor. And to be honest with you, I noticed the paradigm shift in the first week, I'd say in the first week. But ever since that, I've not noticed like a huge shift. Maybe I've assumed and gotten used to the better normal for me. I have noticed improved in my sexual health in the sense that if you think about it, when you're doing breath work, you're improving the production of nasal nitric oxide, which not only relax you, relaxes you, but for men's sexual health, it, it promotes it. On top of that, yeah, so on top of that, um, because if you, if, you, if you see all these different uh, you know, um, pharmaceutical drugs like Viagra, they can, I believe they do con, you know, uh, contain nitric, nitric, uh, nitric oxide or something along those lines, which, which helps with uh, erection in men, and it strengthens it. Mm. The other thing that we do when we do the breath work is we do the kumbhaka, and we're using the mm. pelvic floor muscles, squeezing it, and that's another tantric technique, right? To really enhance your um, masculine energy. And from an energetic standpoint, imagine the energy is going up your chakras, but also it strengthens you on a physiological nervous system level basis. So I've noticed that, but I crave to find a way to be more empirical in my assessment of sleep. And I know you have these different devices sometimes. I think I need to get one of those to say, okay, here's what the data says from last night. Here's how I'm improving or here's how I'm degrading and what can I do about it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, see, that's interesting. I'm I'm very wary about that. Hmm. Um, only because uh, I can see the benefit of it. The problem I see with that is the analytical nature that us blokes often <laughs> fall into. Yeah. Um, in other words, what's the data? Tell me the data. I need the data and then I'll feel yeah. better. And I just wonder... I don't know. If I've had a good night's sleep, that's all I need to know. Mm. It would be interesting, though. I'm contradicting myself, I know. But I just I, it's, it's a bit like when somebody says to me, um, uh, what app do yeah. I need for meditation? And I quite often say, well, yeah, okay, you could try an app because that's what people yeah. do. But in my mind, it kind of 
takes away some of the benefits of meditation if you're having to use technology to help you meditate. <laughs> now, obviously, when it comes to sleep, yeah, I think it would be helpful to perhaps do a couple of nights just to get a, an understanding yeah. of, it, uh, of what your sleep pattern is like. Yeah. But I think you'd have to be really careful because, again, this, this application of technology for doing natural things, when maybe we can just simplify it just by thinking, I feel good. I've had a good night's sleep. That, that'll do for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But, but it'd be interesting. I'd love to hear what happens, actually, if you do get one of No, them. absolutely. I, mean, I to totally agree that we can go overboard with the technology and the apps. Um, I've been listening to Tony Robbins, and he's doing this event lately, New World, New You. And what he said really caught my attention. And he said, you can't improve what you can't measure. And I, by nature, I'm not a person. I'm not a data person. But I'm just being more intentional with my use of data so that I can make, you know, incremental improvements in my own health. I get overwhelmed with too much too much data, too much of apps. But it's just me being like the new me, so to speak. But yeah, I will share what I learned in my own journey and adventure. Uh, the next theme that we are hoping to explore is, what is that one breath method or breath technique that we turn to every day? There are so many different techniques around the world right now. But what's yours, Dave? Hmm. Mine has uh, quite regularly changed, mm. but more recently, I have applied. So for for quite a while, I was often using a Buteyko style of breathing practice. And this, um, what I was finding is that through doing all of these practices, I was <laughs> I was finding that I was quite excited a lot and enthusiastic for life, which is brilliant, you know. Um, uh, but it meant that I had to quite often either sit there and on for a while and get the vagus nerve stimulated or practice some kind of slowing down of my breath work. And, you know, the Buteyko method was, was particularly useful. However, more recently I have been, and I've noticed it because I've been doing it unintentionally. I've been uh, utilizing the Ujjayi breath, um, which is, you'll see on, on YouTube, lots of people calling it Darth Vader breath because you do sound a little bit odd. You know, it's that breath coming from the throat and it's such a wonderful way of just controlling uh, the amount of air that you want to either consume or let out, um, uh, especially with your mouth closed, uh, you're doing it through the nose, but you're, it feels like you're breathing from the throat and it, you do end up making that you know, a really odd sound, but it's, uh, it, it just feels like you have a greater control over the movement of air. It's, it's far more efficient. And so let's say, for example, I'm in the kitchen and I'm making myself my uh, morning black coffee that I have every day. I probably don't need, if I'm honest, I've just gotten used to a routine. But anyway, quite often when I'm making it, I'll be... <laughs> I can't, luckily it's a good thing i wake up so early because nobody else is in the house to hear me so um but anyway yes that is that is mine what about you nice i i the first time i heard about ujjayi breath was in a yoga class and uh mm -hmm. yeah it's really beautiful i gotta do it more intentionally these days and perhaps what you said was a, is a reminder for me to be able to do it more often but for me and it keeps changing. But these days for me, it is the four by four breathing, sometimes mm -hmm. eight by eight, but basically balancing my inhales and exhales. 
And the reason why I like that so much is, you know, our life is determined by our actions, right? The actions that we do ultimately lead to some kind of consequence, either good or bad. And the biggest challenge with what we're experiencing today is incoherent, erratic actions, right? Without much consciousness or maybe with all of the emotions that lead to actions that we don't necessarily intend. And so our actions are determined by our emotions, our emotions by our thoughts. And our thoughts are, you know, connected to our heartbeat, how the signals and messages that our heart is sending. And through this breathing, which is fascinating, when we balance our inhales and exhales, we ensure that we reach a state of heart coherence. And in doing so, our heart is sending a more harmonizing, relaxing signal all over, which affects our thoughts, our emotions, and ultimately our actions. And it's such a simple technique, uh, but we, like I noticed the, you know, effects immediately just by closing your eyes, breathing in for four counts, breathing out through your mouth for eight, breathing in again through your nose for eight counts, breathing out for eight, and you do that for two minutes, you'll notice a shift. You become more mindful, more relaxed, and more assured about what's going to happen during the day. So that's that's uh, one of my favorite techniques these days. Love it. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And I think you can also do something very similar where you have that connection as well by putting your fingers on your pulse point and then just starting to breathe to your heart rate. Mm. And then you can affect one or the other. So you can then slow down your breath, which coincidentally then slows down your heart rate. So it's, yeah, wait, this, there's so many wonderful tools, aren't there? Just just changing your autonomic nervous system and, and uh, getting that that doorway to the inner body. It's it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's so it's so amazing that we're able to use our breath, tune into like you mentioned the vibrations of our body, use our intentions, and you know influence into out rather than out to in, which tends to happen all day, right? Mm mobile phones, mm-hmm. social media notification, okay. email, television. The whole world, it seems, wants our attention. Mm-hmm. But when we take a st- step backward and we ground ourselves, we're able to more intentionally show up in the world. And that's why these days I'm, I've set aside time to really refine my morning routine, waking up at 5 a.m. and doing specific things for the first one hour of the day. I wasn't successful today. I was on a four-day streak. But today, last night, I had to stay up late a little bit because I had to prepare for our interview as well as another couple of uh, events happening today. But I give myself the space. I say, okay, if I was not able to wake up today at 5 a.m., it's okay. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's really important too, isn't it? Being you know Accepting of who you are yeah. and, and the fact that life, just like your body, runs in a wave. Um you mentioned there actually something I think is a really important point to make um, around technology. Uh, given that many people are working from home now because they have to, certainly in this country, and I would imagine the same for you, um, it does mean a lot more time in front of the computer. It does mean that unless you're disciplined, you're not moving that blood flow around and the oxygen around your body. You're not, and, and, one of the things that I think if people become aware of, they'll notice while say typing out an email or reading an email, they could well be holding their breath. 
And this is, I think, beginning to happen a lot. And I noticed it myself when uh, I was doing a full day of stuff I wanted to put together for my course. And all of a sudden I realized I'd been holding my breath and I was like thinking, hang on a minute, come on, I should be better than this. This is, you know, I've, I've practiced. How could I be possibly holding my breath? It's because I've just gotten so sucked in by the technology. You know, I hadn't given myself a break. I hadn't thought about breathing through the nose and, you know, going back to the breath every sort of 20 minutes or so, or getting down and doing a few push-ups or whatever. I'd, I'd mistakenly fallen into the trap that this technology can do with all its wonderful benefits. It does have a bit of a, a, a negative aspect. And I think people need to be careful that they, they, they should certainly if they can be mindful of how they breathe whilst they're in front of the computer, mm. make sure they're not holding their breath too much. Cause it's the same as sleep apnea. Yeah. It's, it's, I think what they're going to call it is email apnea. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is happening. It is a thing. I never thought it would be, but it really is a thing. Yeah, that's very true. And I think it's a good idea for people listening right now to, instead of waiting for that 25 minute, 30 minute interval, to do some breath work or some exercise. What I'm trying to do now is sprinkle some exercise in between. Whether it's just five to six kettlebell swings or maybe, you know, just a little breath work for two minutes. But that change of state is going to be so useful no matter what you're doing during the day. And you're able to find more time if you do these two-minute, three-minute sprinkles throughout the day. And it's more manageable. I like it. Sprinkles. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you there. And even if it's things like chair yoga, mm. you know, the great thing about chair yoga is it's movement and breathing, mm. uh, you know, in through the nose, put your palms together, exhale, pushing together, you know, do that for a bit. And at least you're moving something around your body. You know, So yeah, with you there. Cool. Totally. Now you've shared some uh, benefits that we've so, experienced. Go on, sorry. We've sort of, uh, you know, uh, sprinkled it <laughs> in between but maybe if you could talk about some of the positive outcomes that you've you know gained from breath work and we can go mm. take turns yeah um when i had this wake-up call which was a bang to the head um both figurative and literal bang to the head um I dove straight into the Wim Hof method and I would imagine there's nobody on this planet now that doesn't know what the Wim Hof, Wim Hof method is. And the bit that I wanted to dive into straight away was the cold therapy. I wanted a cold shower. I wanted, I wanted pain in a way. I mean, I know it sounds really bad, but I wanted to shake myself from the state that I was in and I wanted to set a new path. And it did exactly that. And of course, with the Wim Hof method, you then learn uh, uh, the, the pranayama-based, tumor-based uh, power breathing. And I experienced these really high highs. Now, what I wrongly assumed at the time was that the changes I was going through, really positive changes, were things like um, this insatiable appetite for learning, um, this uh, psychological discipline that, that came from the cold therapy, um, these various cognitive benefits that I put all of it down to either the bang to the head or the cold shower before I then did some more research around the intermittent hypoxia and realized that actually a lot of it has come from the exhale breath hold, the intermittent hypoxic bit of the breath work that you and I do, because it's now got enough research to prove that things like spatial memory um, and other um, neurological benefits come from 
uh, breath work. So part reason why I go through this life now with a smile on my face and in probably an annoyingly excitable fashion is, is definitely because of the breath work. So that's definitely one of the benefits I've seen. Yeah, that's amazing. And I also love the cold. And I, I, I kind of phrase it the same way you do. Because at that point, I was going through a lot of pain in my own life um, and sadness. And I think there's a difference between pain and sadness because pain sometimes can be perceived as intense where the sadness is, is a lingering sort of always there at the back of your head kind of pain. And for me, what the core did was pierce through the sadness so that I could experience the pain and move on. It feels as if the pain or the cold is your friend who's never going to lie to you is going to be brutal and honest and upfront even though you experience the pain but in doing so you realize that that's what you need in that moment the cold is the medicine and it's refreshing like uh, jan 2nd this year i invited a couple of my friends went into the cold waters and it was so intense so refreshing so alive and you feel the energy pulse through you and we had breakfast after that and so now I'm just craving and looking forward to more opportunities to push myself even further and go even more colder. You're in the perfect part of the world. Perfect. Vancouver. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't, we don't get snow here a lot, but it's, it's, it's pretty cold. But the mountains are pretty close though, aren't they? Mountains are, yeah. If I go up the mountains and hopefully find a glacier lake, yeah. break through the ice and go. <laughs> but that's going to be my, my next uh, thing. But, you know, in terms of benefits, um, so... In my interviewing, I've come across different uh, types of breath work. And I think the first proper breath work person that I interviewed was Dan Brule. And in his speaking itself, I was reminded of the emphasis on, 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 on breathing. And then I came across different styles like Wim Hof and obviously Pranayama I knew from before. But I think it wasn't until I came across Soma Breath with Neeraj Nayak that I did the session and mixed these different experiences of brainwave music, pranayama, and the kumbhaka, like you mentioned, holding your breath on the exhale and then holding your breath on the inhale, which in a way made a switch in my mind and I was able to see the purple light. For me, the purple light was an opening into something that I had not fully understood yet and the understanding is ever-evolving. Um, but it was fascinating to see this light in the center of my mind and this light would respond to my awareness and the more I would focus on it, the larger it would become. So it seems like, you know, on the brink of not understanding, but yes, but just being and immersing yourself in the, you know, in the expansiveness, the emergence. So Amazing. that's sort of like a spiritual slash uh, intuitive benefit that I've experienced and always try to look forward to more. I think um, you've hit um, a really beautiful nail on the head there <laughs> that with breath work, it is different for everybody. I think if you are already practiced in the more esoteric methods that are out there, and have already understood and found a doorway to your inner self, you're going to find breathwork to be an incredible tool to further enhance it. I think what's lovely about breathwork, especially now, 
is that it can be used in a way (coughs) that for those that are following a spiritual path, they can find huge benefits. For those that don't follow a spiritual path, they can also find huge benefits. So it's, it's such an incredible tool that spans all minds, religions, uh, methods. It, it's, and it really is the key to everything, really. And I think what's silly about it is that some of the breath work that we do should be quite natural. Um, and it's only because of the fact that over the last 50, 100 years, we've put all these barriers, both physical and um, uh, imaginary barriers, that have caused us uh, quite a lot of poor health. Um, and and so some things that really should be natural have to be taught. <laughs> it seems so silly. But, but hey-ho. I must admit, for me... Um, uh, one of the, the the big benefits that I still experience now through uh, the breath is this uh, increase in energy and also knowing certain tools that I can turn to when I'm lacking in energy. You know, if it's an afternoon and I've been doing a lot of stuff in front of the computer or, or if, for example, I do two days uh, in the week, I do uh, a manual labor job uh, it's a, it, I call myself a gardener. I'm not really. I'm just somebody that lifts stones, digs poles, and um, chops down bushes and things like that. But I love it for its physical nature. But it does mean that eight hours of doing that, I quite often need a shot of energy. So there'll be, there will be times, probably not when I'm handling a power tool, but there will be times when I just uh, you know, adopt a quick uh, squeezing of the mulabanda uh, and then inhale breath hold because i know it's going to give me some energy um you know or another te- uh, technique just to warm me up because you know if it's in minus temperatures and you know if i haven't been moving for the last hour or so because i've just been holding a hedge trimmer then you know I, I, there'll be certain techniques i can turn to just to warm me up so yeah the energetic has, uh, side of breath work has definitely been really beneficial yeah, I think you touched on a very important topic is people tend to compare their experiences with one another and breathwork, like any other practice, is so subjective that it doesn't make sense for you to mm. compare. Like, if I'm seeing the purple light or whatever, doesn't mean other persons would see it. And some people are able to experience angels and like totally different experiences. So comparison at the fundamental level is wrong because it's such a subjective experience. But the other benefit for me from breathwork is on a very physiological level. I've noticed that with my ability to hold my breath, my uh, carbon dioxide tolerance has increased. So that has made me more resilient and better able to increase my energy production when it's needed. So as an example, a couple of months back uh, in the summer, uh, was I was hiking along with some friends of mine. And I don't consider myself a hiker, so to speak. But just through the practice of being very mindful in my nasal breathing and being able to hold my breath for a longer period of time, I was noticing I was much ahead compared to my friends who were getting tired in climbing the mountain. And I would definitely attribute that to my breath work. And this is something that anyone can benefit from, right? Just by breathing through the nose, even when you're climbing the mountain and becoming mindful of that and relaxing, you really improve your resilience. And uh, this is not if you're an athlete, anybody can do it. And it's not spiritual. You've you've effectively been doing high altitude training. You just haven't been doing it in a mountain. 
So you've been doing the yeah. high altitude training and then when put in a position when you're climbing a mountain, your physiology is far better than other people's that haven't been doing the same practice. So yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Very true, very true. The, sorry, go, go on. No, I was not saying anything. Um, I was going to say that what's really interesting to me, you mentioned there around people's expectations and um, experiences with the breath work. I've been um, following a number of practices that encourage more of the flow state moments. And you get that with breath work. Um, what I've learned, though, is that if you want more of those flow state moments, you have to kind of apply a number of different techniques and practices. What's interesting is that any kind of altered state occurs when you get a slowing down of the prefrontal cortex the bit that's that that operates that monkey mind where we you know it's that negative introspection so they're, they're calling this transient hyperfrontality and what i'm realizing now is that certainly a fair bit of the breath work uh, encourages that transient hyperfrontality because all of a sudden especially on the exhale breath hold bit uh, you get this moment of stillness and there will be times when it is this perfect meditative state. And in fact, I was taking uh, somebody recently through some breathwork sessions and they said to me, Dave, for the last few years, I've practiced yoga. I've practiced various different disciplines. I've never been able to meditate. I just can't get out of my head. You know, he's, he's a scientist and his head is constantly talking to him. And he said, for the first time ever, I finally experienced what I think was meditation. And of course, that's what Soma Breath is all about. It's a way of combining meditation with breath work, with the isochronic benefits of the, of the brainwave music. So um, such an incredible tool. Right. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And in a way, the breath work, like you've suggested, helps us bypass that very logical, rational way of thinking that has so many limitations for us. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not enough. Right. And I think it's also called the DMN, right? The default mode network, our status quo of everyday day-to-day -day life. And once we're able to calm that default mode network, we're able to access all these different aspects of our mind and our brain that we never knew existed. And I recently came across a study that compared the effects of psilocybin with breathwork, right? And what they're saying is that the same parts of the brain are activated when you do breathwork. And the benefits are that you don't have the after effects of sitting in a ceremonial psychedelic uh, experience, which can take five to six hours long. In the breathwork, you can do it for 45 minutes or 30 minutes, and you could come about and do your daily work but still have similar effects. And there's obviously more research that is coming through, uh, but, you know, really liked what you shared. Now, Dave, uh, for somebody who is watching this or listening this and is fascinated and curious about breathwork and wants to know more, what are some other benefits that one can accrue from a practice of breathwork? I know we, we've touched on some, but any anything else that sort of comes to your mind? Hmm simple things like aiding digestion you know you, if if you know you've gone round grandma's house and she's going to ply you with a hell, <laughs> hell of a lot of food and you know by the end of it your stomach is going to be protruding a bit 
then simply inhaling through the nose and then exhaling really slowly will just aid your digestion. Do that a few times after your meal. You might have to excuse yourself to do so. Um, but, but yeah, you know, breath work it has a variety of uses and that's definitely one of them, isn't it? Aiding digestion. Nice. I'll go next. So one of the benefits that somebody can look forward to when, we, when they do breath work, at least the pranayama breath, soma breath, which involves holding your breath as well, is something fascinating happens when we breathe in a conscious way, cyclically, and then hold our breath and apply that positive stress. And I don't mean negative stress. Negative stress is chronic stress, which happens on an ongoing basis for hours together. Positive stress is holding your breath, pushing beyond your comfort zone. And when the body senses these conditions, it overcompensates by increasing the production of hemoglobin and red blood cells in your body, thereby allowing you to really optimize your energy production because you're able to send more oxygen to your powerhouse of your body, which is a cellular mitochondria. So you actually have an advantage as compared to other people who are not doing the breath work because you get, you're able to create more energy. So that's one of the benefits. Mm, it's a wonderful benefit, isn't it? And it just shows you there again, that we're highlighting stress being a positive in small doses all forms of stress are good physical stress mental stress they're all good for you because they cause adaptation and change which then strengthens your body and you, you're absolutely right and actually uh, uh, um on the opposite opposite of that breath work is brilliant for of course easing anxiety um and there are and this is where you know the, the the beginning of the conversation we were saying you know how you do need to be careful with this breath work because there are some practices that will exacerbate um an underlying condition and uh, I've certainly noticed and I've heard people talk, obviously, when you're in a highly stressful situation, you don't really want to do this forced breath work, especially, uh, you know, like a lot of people teach with the Wim Hof method. Uh, they sometimes uh, do it through the mouth and it's very forced and there's big inhales. It's very dramatic. That could very easily exacerbate the condition you're in. You do need to be careful. Um, you know, there, there are certain practices that will ease your anxiety. If you're really not feeling too good, the more gentle practices where the exhales are much longer, where it's much smoother, where it's breathing in a cyclical fashion, no pause at either end. Those are the kind of practices that you want for anxiety. So, yeah, you need to be careful. Very true. The beauty is that if you have all these different techniques, you can know what is the condition and what technique you can apply mm -hmm. rather than applying just one technique for everything, like a one-size-fits-all approach where it doesn't really exist. Definitely. Um, so yeah. the next... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I could, sorry, I, I was going to say, actually, that one of the things I teach uh, on my course is this whole idea that you have an imaginary toolbox above your head that you can turn to instinctively uh, for certain situations or, or certain experiences. That toolbox only starts to develop in, in your imagination once you've been practicing a variety of different uh, methods daily, both breath work and all other sorts of practices. Uh, and I, but I think it's a really important thing to work towards because if you can have these things, these ideas, these practices there that you don't really have to choose to do with you know with, with a huge amount of thought in other words i'm not feeling so good i know what i can do or i'm 
I'm feeling cold, I know what I can do. Or I'm feeling stressed, I know what I can do. It's all there in my imaginary toolbox above my head. If I close my eyes, that's the one I need to do. If you keep practicing with all this stuff, you can get to that point. And I think that's possibly a really good you know, a visionary goal to work towards. Absolutely. And it increases your confidence also. Just knowing that even in a stressful, you know, difficult situation, you can cope with it, but you can also thrive beyond it. Uh, and the next benefit that I see of breath work is especially if you're nasally breathing, like I've alluded to before, it helps you protect your body and boost your immune system. Because when you breathe in nasally, you're increasing the nasal nitric oxide, which firstly is the first line of defense against pathogens, bacteria, and virus. So in addition to wearing the mask right now in this COVID phase, if you breathe in through your nose, you are protecting your body even more. The nasal nitric oxide also reduces your uh, the pressure in your lungs, so promotes a better transfusion of oxygen into your bloodstream and ultimately into your mitochondria. So it en enhances the effectiveness so that you're producing energy more effectively. And third, like I've uh, mentioned, the nasal nitric oxide, especially for men, men uh, supports and aids in um, sexual function. So in overall health. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a huge benefit that not a lot of people know about. It is, I mean, um... It's through those sorts of practices that I got rid of my asthma. Um, you know, if anybody out there has some form of asthma, uh, mine was fairly mild, I think, by comparison to a lot of people. I didn't need a great deal of medication, but it was a wonderful experience to go to the doctor and, and say, right, let's do some respiratory tests. And because I think I've got rid of my asthma. And of course, the doctor said, don't be silly. We did the test and he said, yep, yeah, you're right. I shall give you a form that tells you you no longer have asthma. And it's such a lovely feeling to, to have uh, achieved it. And of course, it only came from doing the breath work and, and focusing on the nose. I think people, um, you know, if you're in a mild asthmatic attack, if you have the awareness of mind to say to yourself, right, focus on the nose, you know, breathe through the nose, slow, it, slow down the breathing, um, that will really help. The last thing I was going to say, actually, around um, uh, some of the therapeutic uses of breathwork, my my wife, unfortunately, is suffering from quite a rare condition um, called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Um, and actually, it's the orthostatic bit that she's having more problems with. It basically means that she has significant changes in her blood pressure throughout the day causing her either, you know, to, to not be able to stand up properly uh, or have uh, sort of what looked like fits because the blood isn't flowing around her body. I'm, I have to be very careful with this, but I have a big belief that part of the easing of some of her symptoms can come through breath work. And so that's what we're experimenting with at the moment, very gently. Uh, we, we're sort of trying different practices that would just ease and also increase and improve the blood flow because that's what breathwork does, as we know. You know. So there are more news on that to come. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And I hope that the techniques and practices and the approaches that you're using are able to um, enhance the quality of our life and uh, you know, help her heal 
And the beauty about it, about these practices is that each one of us has some discomfort or some challenge or some issue that we are facing. And by taking control of our own life and not depending fully on the doctors or the healthcare industry, we're able to, we're able to take these steps and be our own sort of researcher or maybe journalist reading the articles, asking questions and connecting with the experts through books or through social media, we're able to take control of our own health. And that's a beautiful and very empowering idea. So thanks a lot for sharing so far. I'm sure people are enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. No, with you, with you 100%. So Action Tribe, if you enjoyed this session, do know that we are planning to do more collaborations in the near future. If you'd like to participate in a future workshop or a meditation with Dave and me, then reach out and let us know. And Dave, how can people get to know more about you? So as you mentioned very kindly, um, uh, I have a YouTube channel called Evolution of Dave or Evolution of Dave. Uh, it's very easy to spot if you just chuck it in the search. You'll see a sort of a blue-looking Neanderthal figure as my logo. And my website is daveflorence.com. And in there, you'll see all the services that I now provide, either through breathwork or finding flow or corporate sessions, etc., etc. So very easy. Oh, and I ought to mention, actually, the tribe. So I've created my own Facebook group called the Tribe of Evolutionaries. It's only a small little thing, but it's a lovely group. People are very generous with their ideas uh, and they, they all help each other and practice the various things that I bang on about on my YouTube channel and they tell us all about their experiences. So obviously it's free to join. So if people are willing and wishing to join, they can do in Facebook. Tribe of Evolutionaries. Well, thanks a lot for sharing, Dave. We'll have the links up in the show notes on Action Tribe. Dave's got an amazing YouTube channel where he adds some really valuable content and he has many videos where he's out in nature and he has his camera in front of him and he's talking about breath work and guiding you through the process of feeling better. And that's what a lot of us are looking for, right? Is to feel better because feeling is a secret. Uh, and if you'd like to reach out to me, then my email is aj at my 7 I reply to each and every one of you come to our website, my7chakras.com. We've got a blue microphone. You can click that microphone and record your voice if you have some feedback, comments, or observations. I'm currently offering one-on-one -on -one breathwork sessions on, on a sliding scale donation basis. Um, so I'd love to connect and help you and support you with breathwork. And finally, if you'd like to try out a 40-minute breathwork... What's wrong with my voice? <laughs> and if you'd like to try out a 40-minute breathwork session and really experience what we were talking about today, then visit my7chakras.com forward slash Soma, S-O-M-A, my7chakras.com forward slash Soma, and you can partake in a 40-minute free on-demand breathwork session. But uh, Dave, thank you so much for connecting. It was really amazing to connect with you. I've been wanting to do this for the longest time, uh, but I finally decided to reach out, and I'm glad that you were happy to collaborate. Good. Thank you, Dave. And uh, really looking forward to hopefully if you if your schedule permits to do uh, another collaboration or something along those lines, but we will go back and forth and see if we can do something in the next, in, in this year. <laughs>
My 7 Chakras at My7Chakras.com. That is My S-E-V-E-N Chakras.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.